0: Welcome to the New Books Network. I'm Caleb Zacharin, and you're listening to the New Books Network. Today, I'm speaking with Professor Lucia Fernandez-Amaya about her new book, A Linguistic Overview of WhatsApp Communication from Brill. Lucia is professor in English at the Department of Philology and Translation at Pablo de Olavide University in Seville. Lucia, thank you for joining me today on the New Books Network. Thank you. So first question before jumping into the topic of the book, and it's a topic that I think we're, you know, people interact with WhatsApp all the time. So I think that they would love to know, uh, you know, a little bit more about the research, uh, behind it. But before getting into that, I'm just wondering, can you tell me a little bit about your background and how it is that you came to write this book?
1: Okay, sure. Well, um... As you have just mentioned, I'm, I'm a lecturer at Pablo Navivi University in Seville where I teach English as a foreign language for translation and interpreting bachelor students. And I also teach intercultural competence in a master's degree in intercultural, uh, in a master's degree in, um, in international communication, translation and interpreting, and in another master's degree in bilingual education. I hold a PhD in English Linguistics from the University of Seville, and my research interests and publications focus on pragmatics, which, uh, broadly speaking, we could say, is the, the study of language and context, and also linguistic politeness, uh, the language of service encounters, and lately, digital discourse. So, um. Well, why, why uh, did I decide to study, uh, to, to, to begin writing um, about WhatsApp? Well, you know that WhatsApp is uh, one of the most uh, popular instant messaging messaging tools. Um, uh, it was created by Jumpcom and Brian Action in 2009 in California as an alternative to SMS and was bought by Facebook in 2014. And according to uh, Statista, which is a company specializing in, in, in market and consumer data, WhatsApp has two billion monthly active users, outranking WeChat and Facebook Messenger. And following Facebook and YouTube, it is the third most popular social network worldwide. In my opinion, WhatsApp is a is a very good communicative options especially for international or group messaging because it it enables users to share text images video and voice messages as well as voice and video calling and also um, whatsapp group creation uh, affordances have contributed to to the app's popularity thanks to to its user uh, friendly format um, with, with you know, a group is formed by an administrator who sends invitations to other contacts, and all group members have access to the group conversation and may leave the group whenever they like. But only the administrator has the possibility to add or remove other people. In these uh, WhatsApp groups, can be created for different purposes and can include friends, colleagues, or family members among others. So when the pandemic began in March 2020 and people had to look for alternative ways of communicating, of, of seeing each other in the distance, WhatsApp usage was boosted by 40% or more. In fact, its use in, 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 increase in Spain is 76%. And this is beginning to be known as Generation Mute, due to the preference for instant messaging instead of traditional calls. For instance, the use of these um, tools almost doubles phone calls in Spain, where 95% of Spaniards use them to communicate with each other. A tendency that is even higher among Spain's uh, young population and almost 97 uh, of Spanish citizens between 14 and 24 years old use WhatsApp as their preferred means of communication with family and friends. So it comes as uh, no surprise that WhatsApp support communication began gradually attracting the, the attention of researchers, and that was my case.
0: So, h- how did you principally examine? these communications, you know, what what data sets did you look at and what approaches did you take to analyzing the information?
1: Well, I I began my research on WhatsApp communication in 2019. At that time, WhatsApp had been studied from a sociological or anthropological perspective in different communities of of practice, for instance, parents or women, adolescents, university students etc. And there were also other works that focus on um, WhatsApp use in various professional fields, for instance, health or business, computer studies, etc. Likewise, at that time, WhatsApp was also um, triggering academic research from a linguistic perspective. However, I realized that uh, despite this growing body of literature that had investigated the use of WhatsApp, there was a little research on conflict talk in this group of interaction, even less in Spanish. So I decided to explore conflict in the WhatsApp chat I have with with my family. Then um, I took into consideration the participants' linguistic strategies, as well as the use of multimedia elements and emojis. In that case, the um, analysis showed that most contributions were text-only, despite the availability of several emojis to emphasize feelings of anger. So, to my mind, a possible explanation could be that the conflict was so heated that the participants wanted to make their point of view very clear and that's why their use of emojis was marginal since you know that emojis are more open to different types of interpretation and also regarding the kind of language used i found instances of unconventional spelling and punctuation led repetition and abbreviations which, in a way, were used by these family members to compensate the effects of the lack of verbal communication. Furthermore, conflict I I, I saw that conflict didn't progress in a linear way, as in dyadic interactions, but in a networked manner. So there there were several terms from various members who even were writing at the same time, with side sequences that inserted a conflict within another. Consequently, I believe that that's very important to analyze conflict in this kind of of digital group interactions from both a synchronic and diachronic perspective. After that, I carried out two more studies uh, analyzing the expression of disagreement in WhatsApp and the data were, t- were, uh, were taken, once again, from my family chat and from another chat I have with work colleagues. So when comparing these two, I found very significant dissimilarities, most uh, notably the higher presence of disagreement in the family WhatsApp group, and this higher Tolerance for disagreement was, in a way, corroborated by the choice of the linguistic strategies that they made. Well, whereas the, the, the family members tended to give emotional or personal reasons for this disagreement, as well as negative uh, comments um, on the topic at hand, the colleagues preferred to express their disagreement with mitigating expressions and talking agreement, you know, uh, the, the, the one in which you say, okay, yes, but, and then you disagree, right? So, in order to have a solid background for this research, I had to read previous studies, and I realized that there was no volume dedicated to the use of WhatsApp from from a linguistic uh, perspective. So, I decided to contribute to a digital discourse analysis by providing a critical review of the state of the art of WhatsApp studies. So, with this uh, idea in mind, I performed different uh, searches in March 2021 in three well known databases MLA, LLAB, and Scopus that compile linguistic sources. And I evaluated different types of documents and classified them into two main thematic domains. On the one hand, uh, those uh, references that focus on WhatsApp linguistic traits, and on the other, uh, works that describe the use of WhatsApp to learn English as a foreign or second language. And based on this critical literature review, I could detect relevant lines of future research.
0: What was the most surprising thing that you discovered in your research
1: well, I, I would say that um, the fundamental role played by multimodal elements such as photos, memes, or videos, and also emotives. Um So, for instance, when, when analyzing conflict and disagreement, these uh, multimodal elements have different functions, such as originating the conflict themselves, showing disapproval with other opinions, or disdain emotion, among many others. I was um, also surprised by the number of studies uh, having adopted a WhatsApp purpose based approach to English as a foreign or second language, which have mushroomed over the last decade. So, following a pre test and then post test design, these studies. Have focused on understanding whether this app improved specific linguistic skill. Some also have examined students' opinions on the use of WhatsApp to learn English, which were very positive. Um, and the works provide substantial evidence that WhatsApp offers numerous benefits for English as a foreign or as a second language teaching. And not only um, does WhatsApp communication increase, increase um, these students' motivation to learn, but it also um, enables them to improve various skills. So I agree with uh, these researchers that WhatsApp could be a good instrument to complement and update traditional instruction, which appears to be on the decline. Nevertheless. Um, I have also to recognize that the use of WhatsApp to learn English in class may present day-to-day difficulties in the case of primary and secondary school students. Uh, for instance, here in Spain, some schools forbid the use of mobile phones, so it could be a problem.
0: Have you noticed any changes with since you do it since doing this this work? Have you noticed any ways that you uh, use WhatsApp. That, uh, have you had any changes in your your usage?
1: Well, um, not really. Mm, for instance, in in the case of language, that's what what um, I focus on my re- my research is focused on, right? So I I use exactly the same um, non standard punctuation or spelling. I uh, do the same. I I keep on um, omitting capital letters or um, uh, written accents in the case of, of uh, Spanish, or changing um, um, some letters in words in order to make it more, more oral, things like that. But um, what, I, what, I, um, what I did was uh, to become more conscious of the things that I was doing before, right? So I haven't changed in doing things, but I, I, I have become more conscious of the things that I was doing.
0: How does WhatsApp use differ across countries and languages? You've already talked a little bit about the potential for learning English via WhatsApp, but yeah, but just more generally.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that cross-cultural studies are scarce. And I feel like the possible explanation is that it's the fact that unlike other types of digital discourse which are openly available, think of online reviews on Blavacar, Airbnb, or TripAdvisor, or chats on Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, to name a few. Collecting this kind of uh, private language corporate is a challenge in itself. So, buyer to WhatsApp researchers use convenient data taken from a group of people who were easy to reach, such as uh, their list uh, of contacts or their students, as it was in my case. And um, this is because, owing to ethical considerations, it's really hard to obtain a representative corpus of group interactions. The main problem is that all participants must give their consent. So it only takes the lack of consent of a single WhatsApp group member to invalidate the use of the chat information. And another ethical issue to consider is the duration of this consent. You know that some WhatsApp groups can last forever. So in such cases, if if the members give their consent for a given project, do researchers have the right to use the compensations forever too? Well, despite these difficulties, I believe that these contrastive studies are necessary to check whether, whether any general WhatsApp-mediated communication traits are independent of specific cultural constraints. Well, there's evidence uh, so far that um, suggests that emojis carry out specific linguistic functions and that they may fulfill different purposes in different languages, or they may be interpreted in different ways by people with different cultural backgrounds. And the same would apply to memes, for instance, whose uh, use or interpretation may differ depending on the given, the given culture, the messaging app, but also on whether they are sent to a single addressee to a group, or to a mass audience. And moreover, it's been confirmed that variables such as age and gender affect the language used uh, use in WhatsApp. And it, it's also necessary, therefore, to extend the number of studies that analyze these variables across different cultures. For instance, to give you a personal example, during a conversation um, with a colleague, she told me that one of her British Erasmus students on a visit to Spain was literally shocked at having been included in so many WhatsApp groups without giving her permission. So she was also overwhelmed by the frequency and quantity of the Spanish conversations in these groups as she didn't have time to keep up to date with all the information. So as far as the student is concerned, this communicative behavior was very different from what she was used to in the UK, and she needed time to adjust to it. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: You, you've talked a little, a little bit about some of the other research on WhatsApp um, but I'm wondering, you know, in addition to research on WhatsApp, um, if there's also other communication platforms that you considered, uh, and that maybe helped you understand how communication on WhatsApp occurs compared to say SMS or messenger, or Facebook, or other social media platforms.
1: Well, um, as I said before, um, for my book, I searched three different databases in some of these studies. Um compare WhatsApp with other platforms as, as you were mentioning, some of them compare the linguistic characteristics of WhatsApp communication with SMS or with the language you use uh, on Facebook or Twitter. But um, after um, analyzing all these publications, in the, in the case uh, in my book, what I talked was about the linguistic characteristics of WhatsApp, you know, um, talking about its general linguistic traits or the information contained in the profile statuses, the use of multimodal elements, the main language variations, etc. Yeah, but some of the studies compare the language used in different platforms. Yeah.
0: Is there something that you discovered that you know, was very unexpected for you uh, to learn in the data.
1: Well, and I may, as, as, as I mentioned before, um, um, I was surprised by, by the, the um, number of studies um, analyzing WhatsApp for uh, English as a foreign language or English uh, English uh, English as a second language, and um, I think that. Um, this is so due to the pandemic right so uh, you know that uh, with the lockdown and, and everything we had to look for new ways of teaching from the distance and i think that teachers found this um uh, messenger tool very very useful for for the for the students and in fact um, the, in these studies they, they also carry out several surveys and it seemed that um, students were also very happy with it yeah
0: what areas of future research do you think should be done on whatsapp or even beyond whatsapp just on social media sites in general
1: well you know that um, in the case of whatsapp, it, it is constantly updating its importances, and this is a major issue because it, its its uh, sets of available emojis, memes, gifs, stickers are con- continuously growing and changing, and such updates can affect early results, for perhaps even to the extent of invalidating them, right? So therefore, it's Important to constantly renew research on WhatsApp communication so as to keep the findings up to date. Um, for instance, when I was writing the book, no studies on WhatsApp uh, WhatsApp gifs or stickers uh, in English or, or Spanish had been done. And in addition, I feel that WhatsApp audio files um, appear to be increasingly used and, yeah, far too little attention has been paid to them. Um, well, uh, another niche that's uh, worth investigating is uh, the comparison of the communicative strategies used in specific face-to-face and WhatsApp speech events, such as the language used, for instance, uh, for service encounters or political campaigns. Right, uh, These have been largely explored in face-to-face communication, but no research has been performed on the language used on WhatsApp for these purposes. So to my mind, the increase in the use of mobile phones generally and WhatsApp in particular justifies the relevance of this kind of future digital research.
0: Since uh, reading this book, is there anything that you feel that, you know, any, any interesting feedback that you've received, any, um, perspective change that you might've had, if that's something that you wrote about where you, you felt, feel that maybe, uh, you've changed your opinion or, or maybe on the flip side of that, something that you wrote or said that you feel has been very validated, uh, since publication.
1: Well, I, I, I would say that, in fact, um, my initial ideas were corroborated, right? So that um, with those studies, what, what I saw that was that um, communication on, on WhatsApp cannot be analyzed in a linear way, as in you know, a, a, a face-to-face uh, communication, because we, they're they're. Um, the fact that you can write a message and the other person can see that message, like two hours later, and another conversation can be in the case of group, group interaction. Uh, group interaction, another conversation can begin in the middle. So this is um, very, very interesting, and that the things that I thought uh, before start starting to to work with this kind of digital and uh, language were in a way corroborating it, it is it is quite difficult but very to analyze of course and the the bigger the group the more difficult it is but it's really really interesting
0: and what are you working on now are you continuing looking at whatsapp or are you looking at anything new
1: well at this moment uh, i'm um co-head of a research project funded by the European uh, Regional Development Fund, together with my colleague María de la O Hernández López. And this project is entitled Digitalization of Human Interactions and its Social Impact. And its group members uh, are researchers from different universities in Spain, the UK and the USA. As part of this research project, we are preparing a special issue for the Journal of Language Aggression and Conflict, dealing with conflict in Spanish-digital interactions. Furthermore, at this moment, I'm carrying out three different studies, analyzing different types of digital discourse, Um, none of them are uh, related to WhatsApp at at this moment. To begin with, I've just finished a study with one of the members of this uh, research group, uh, Professor garces Coelhoz-Blipnich from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. And in this case, we have explored the social identity of Karen and applying uh, politeness and impoliteness uh, models and general notions of morality, uh, moral emotions and strategies of digital violence against women, we have analyzed uh, posts um, evaluating 12 videos showing Karen-like behavior. And those videos um, have been posted through Instagram's Karen's Gone Crazy um in this case <clears throat> the um, results showed that this website constitutes an other condemning emotional ex- space where behavior considered anti-normative in offline public spaces is in turn uncivilly eh, evaluated also um The dynamic between incivility against Karen and in-group civility emerges as something very important. Um, We also saw some connections between um, widespread misogynistic ideologies and the emergence of Karen. Um, This research is going to be part of a volume entitled the discursive construction of plays in the digital age, which will be published, published by Rutledge next year. Um, moreover, at this moment, I, I'm also analyzing a hundred Instagram profiles of Spanish women <clears throat> sorry, who decided to stop um, get their hair colored during COVID-19 pandemic. Um So this apparently is insignificant individual choice became a female empowering act when shared on social media, trying to confront mainstream notions of beauty. In this case, uh, what, I found, what, what I found is that <coughs> user, user profiles help to construct an attractive online identity that reflects the way users perceive themselves and would like to be perceived, uh, perceived by, by others. So in this uh, respect, it seems that revealing that they are going great is an integral part of this group of women's online identity. And for that reason, I'm examining the discursive realizations of these Instagram profiles Focusing on content, linguistic strategies, and multimedia elements, and the uh, prela- preliminary results show that most of the profiles analyzed contain a multi- multimodal self-presentations. That is, a combination of text, hashtags, uh, ad mentions, hyperlinks, and emojis. And regarding content. Uh, Defining uh, revealed the existence of recurrent themes conveying empowerment, you know, sense of liberation, self confidence, all of them associated with the idea of transitioning to rape. And this research is also going to be part of a volume entitled Evaluating Identities Online Case Studies from the Spanish speaking world. Which uh, will be published by Palgrave next year. And finally, I'm also conducting a research with a Greek colleague, Dimitra Vladimirou, who's working at Coventry University in the UK. And in this case, um, borrowing our conceptual tools from feminist pragmatics, language aggression, and impoliteness research and also inspired by insights from social media critical discourse studies, what we do is to explore how Spanish-speaking and Greek-speaking Twitter users target two female politicians' positions positioned at opposite ends of the political spectrum. Uh, on the one hand, the Spanish left-wing MP Irene Montero and, on the other hand, the Greek right-wing MP, Niki Kerameos. The preliminary results of our study reveal that, despite the opposing social values and ideological positionings reflected in the tweets examined, um, misogynistic abuse, anchored in sexist representations of women, emerges as a salient shared strategy in both spanish speaking and greek speaking uh, data sets yeah and that's all at this moment
0: yeah those sound like a lot of really interesting projects all <laughs> taking you all around the globe um but you know still this you know similar theme of the internet uniting it um but yeah uh, the. Uh, this, Those all sound very fascinating. And, you know, please reach out. Uh, <laughs> please reach out when when those books come, come out. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the New Books Network. It was great hearing from you and learning a bit more about WhatsApp. Of course. Yeah. Thank you.